And here I am being told that I had cancer. And that, that was tough, but there's a reason. Maybe it is to help others. If that's all it is, to help one person, then I'm good with that. At St. Bernard's, we never stop caring. We know the importance of routine cancer screenings and the urgency to begin treatment if you have a cancer diagnosis. That's why we prioritize your specific needs so that you can get the care and treatments you need in a timely manner. Because at St. Bernard's, we're dedicated to cancer care and to the health of all our patients. Visit cancer.stbernards.info to learn about our cancer screenings or call 870-207-7300. Welcome to HealthWave, where your health matters because you matter. I'm Mitchell Nail, and I hope you're healthy and well today. As always, HealthWave is made possible by St. Bernard's Healthcare. If you've ever wondered how St. Bernard's can help you get your health back on track, check them out at stbernards.info. While you're there, see what they've done for others like you. STB Great Stories, Gina, Susan, Mikkel, and Kathy. That's stbernards.info forward slash STB Great Stories. As a patient, there's nothing quite as surreal and overwhelming as finding out you have a life-threatening disease, especially if that disease happens to be the dreaded C word, cancer. The problem is, while sometimes there are signs, sometimes there aren't. You're left knowing that your reality from yesterday has changed from the reality you have now, today, in this moment, and it hits like a gut punch from a heavyweight fighter. You wonder if you'll ever get your breath back. It hits harder for those fighting cancer in uncommon circumstances, where the norms don't add up and where it's a rare diagnosis, where they've done everything they could to stay healthy. People like Paige Knowles. Paige is a wife, a mother, a daughter, and a sister, and she loves her family. She's a person of faith and she loves talking about Jesus. She's a 40-something woman working in the competitive finance world of mortgage lending, and she loves her work and she's good at it to boot. Entering 2023, her yearly plans included her son's high school graduation, getting back in the gym, spending time with her husband Matt, and watching her young nephew and niece. It did not include cancer. Back in 2017, Paige, who had always enjoyed the outdoors and the sun, had a melanoma lesion removed from her arm. The idea that she could have a second melanoma never crossed her mind. Started working out every morning about four o'clock. I'd get up, go to the gym, and with any new routine, you know, your body is just sore. You know, you hurt, you think it's the gym. You know, I'm just tired, I'm getting up before, going to the gym every day, my legs hurt, my, my stomach hurts, you know, I'm just sore all over. In the meantime, Paige experienced constant infections like sinus infections that couldn't be cleared by antibiotics or steroids. Her worst infection was a urinary tract infection where she became borderline septic, nearly winding up in the hospital. I had a pretty bad cough, and usually with my sinus infection, it would get to the point, you know, where you, you stay stopped up, and then kind of, you know, how your sinuses just drain, and you start coughing, and I had a pretty deep cough. And I, I remember telling Matt and everybody, my mom, you know, my side hurts, my side hurts. Paige went to urgent care at St. Bernard's after her pain became unbearable. She says she knew something wasn't right and she insisted on having a CT scan. That intuition likely saved her life. May the 5th is when I had my CT scan. They told me it would be a couple of weeks, then my primary care physician would get back in touch with me. 
I had my CT scan at 1.30. At 3.30, urgent care called me that same day. And they said, can you come back up here? When Paige arrived at St. Bernard's Urgent Care, she wasn't sure what to expect. Why would they want her to come back so soon? She showed up alone. They got me back pretty quick, and the physician there came in my room immediately and said that they got the results back from my CT scan, and it wasn't good, and that um, the spot on my side looked very suspicious. Um, I didn't need to put this to bed, that I needed to act on it. I needed to act on it fast. And I, you know, I remember asking him, do I have cancer? He said, I do believe it is cancer. And um, he said, you have a spot that has broke through your rib cage. And he said, um, it's not, it's, this isn't normal. Paige and her whole family were stunned. She remembers thinking that she would never recover. The worst feeling, or when I felt like kind of tapped out, I remember asking God, like, you know, why, why me? Why am I getting cancer? Like, why? My whole life, all I ever wanted to do was be a wife and a mom. And here I am being told that I had cancer. That, that was tough. The truth is, nobody faces a cancer diagnosis alone. It goes off like an atom bomb. If the patient is subject to the initial blast, caregivers, family, and friends receive the radiation. During these times, we point to the person or people who rise where we cannot, who share the load, who form a plan and take action. For Paige, it was her younger sister, Lindsay Stacy. Lindsay is a behavioral health advanced practice nurse for St. Bernard's. Lindsay says Paige entered a state of shock, so she took charge. She had the report and she called me, I think right after you left urgent care. Yeah. And I read the report and being in healthcare, you read a lot of reports and the verbiage that that particular report said, you could just tell that it was something that was pretty serious and significant just by the words that were used to describe the mass on her rib and how it had penetrated through her chest wall. As a nurse, Lindsay says she received training to compartmentalize her roles. In fact, some nurses are a patient's main advocate and caregiver, providing physical and emotional support. While it's different when that patient is your sister, Siblings often have unspoken agreements. They'll pick on each other, they'll argue, they'll fight. But the second an outside person, an outside force, tries to do the same, watch out. She was falling apart. Her husband was falling apart. My mom was falling apart. My dad was falling apart. Everyone around us was kind of like in shock. And so, I mean, yeah, I was fighting at that point. They were all in shock and paralyzed, and I was like, well, we've got to do something. With a plan in place, Paige met with Dr. Humdum Durrani, who specializes in medical oncology and hematology at St. Bernard's Cancer Center. Here's how he describes melanoma. Melanoma is a cancer of melanin-producing cells. Our body has melanin cells, which are responsible for pigment in our body. They give us our skin colors. Melanoma is a cancer of those cells. So when those cells that give us pigment start overproducing, it becomes melanoma, when those cells are growing without restriction. So a lot of times melanomas will look like nodules on the skin. Oftentimes it'll look like a mole or a birthmark. But if it's got irregular borders, it's changing in size or shape, 
the concern for melanoma becomes serious at that point. But if it's just a stable, looks like a birthmark, then we don't worry about it. Dr. Durrani says he looks at four things related to melanoma or nodules on the skin. Changes in size, shape, color, and depth. New dermatology procedures can actually address melanomas in outpatient settings without the need for chemotherapy, radiation, or invasive surgery. When the melanomas are deeper or they start to spread to other organs, patients like Paige need a medical oncologist. Typically when melanoma has spread to other parts of the body, like the ribs in Ms. Knoll's case, or other organs, that's stage four melanoma. So that's melanoma that is not considered surgically resectable. Usually we do surgery on cancer when we think we can take all the cancer out. If we cannot take all the cancer out, then we're talking about systemic treatment or treatment that works everywhere in the body. With melanoma, there's categories of treatment. In the modern era, we treat a lot of melanoma with immune therapies. So there's a host of options as far as immune therapies to treat melanoma. How these immune therapies work is they upregulate your immune system, allowing your immune system to be active and identify the melanoma as foreign and kill the melanoma. Other types of treatments for metastatic melanoma are targeted therapies. The targeted therapy is particularly uh, the tyrosine kinase inhibitors for a target called BRAF, B-R-A-F are what are used quite frequently to treat melanoma. These are pills that you take every day to keep the melanoma under control and keep the melanoma suppressed. Paige describes the plan St. Bernard's made for her. She underwent 10 radiation sessions for the tumor in her chest. The mass was about the size of a baseball and the treatment was mostly to relieve pain. Dr. Durrani also placed her on the monoclonal antibody drugs Opdivo and Yervoy. I had this treatment every three weeks. The treatment would last around three hours. And the side effects, I was very, very fortunate. Just fatigue. I just found myself very, very tired, very sleepy after treatment. About day three is when it really hit me that I was, you know, really tired. Never missed a day of work through this whole thing. Well, I take that back. I did miss a day of work when I had my port placement. The treatment started to work, but it wasn't easy. People fighting cancer fight all sorts of battles. Paige says her biggest hurdle was herself. I'm not gonna say every day was great. I think the worst days was me putting pressure on myself, me feeling sorry for Paige. Not so much the treatment I was going through being hurtful or the treatment was causing me to have a reaction or anything to that aspect. It was more of a pity party that I put on myself that I had a snap out of. It was more of a mental thing with me. Sometimes it's easier for us to see the strength in other people, failing to recognize our own. Paige was stronger than she realized. Here's Lindsay again. She tends to not give herself a lot of credit. She's a very strong person and even mentally going into all of these treatments. She was very mentally strong, and I think that carried her a very long way. What Paige didn't know was that melanoma treatment has led an overall revolution in terms of cancer treatment within the past 10 to 20 years. Dr. Durrani explains. In oncology, we've always been using immune therapies, but the older immune therapies made people deathly sick, and they were worse than chemo. So we used immune therapy and melanoma in the past, but we used to put the patient in the ICU and try to give these treatments. 
with the modern immune therapies, this whole immune therapy revolution actually started in melanoma. Now this has carried over to other cancers. Now being a little bit older, oncologists have been practicing more than five years. I remember when we used to give chemotherapy to these patients and they used to get chemotherapy, get very sick and still not respond. Whereas with these modern treatments, we're seeing patients have amazing responses, their disease has been controlled for years, and doing well, living normal lives with metastatic melanoma. During her treatment, Paige noticed something remarkable. She felt a need to tell her story on social media, and when she did, it really made a difference. She started hearing from friends she'd lost contact with, and they were taking action based on what she was saying. People from high school that I haven't talked to in years have sent me messages and on Facebook or email, and they've commented, you know, how I, did, I had no idea. Thanks, you know, I've made an appointment with my dermatologist to get checked out, and thanks for the reminder. I mean, and that's a great feeling to have someone read your story and take it to the next level to take care of themselves. And looking back, me thinking, why me? Maybe that's why. The why me is, you know, maybe it is to help others. If that's all it is, to help one person, then I'm good with that. Today, Paige is doing well. She's still undergoing treatment to keep the cancer at bay, and she's going to stay on her current plan for as long as it keeps working or until there's another medical breakthrough where she wouldn't need it. Throughout her treatment, she's seen her son graduate high school and start attending college. She has an upcoming anniversary with her husband, and she recently celebrated the holidays with family. In his book, Brave New Family, the Christian apologist writer G.K. Chesterton said, the most extraordinary thing in the world is an ordinary man and an ordinary woman and their ordinary children. Paige's challenge going forward is adjusting to an ordinary life under extraordinary circumstances. I really think that, you know, one of the hardest things after treatment is the not knowing what's happening next. You know, I don't, I don't know what happens next. I don't know what's going to happen next. It's a time of change. So not so much getting back to normal is kind of bothersome in a way that the normal is new. My normal is a new normal. It's probably going to be a maintenance phase for the rest of my life. And my plan is just, you know, to live life to the fullest, love my people, continue my journey. I find myself just being thankful for just every opportunity that I have every single day. That wraps up this edition of HealthWave. If you haven't subscribed yet, search for us on any of the major podcast services. If you're listening to us on either Apple or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review and it just helps your friends and family find us. Each HealthWave program is sponsored, promoted, and produced by the marketing team at St. Bernard's Healthcare. Laura Pickens, Mallory Black, Sarah Preston, Mackenzie Thomason, Laura Gunter, Amy Hart, Eric Watson, and Allison Johnson. Episode scripting, recording, and editing are done by me, Mitchell Nail. For HealthWave, I'm Mitchell Nail. Thank you for tuning in.